As I'm sure a good majority of you, if not all of you, already know, the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris had a massive fire on April 15, 2019. Here's the thing. I was supposed to be in the cathedral when it first started burning. This is my story. Hi everyone, my name is Sophie and I'm 18 years old at the time of this podcast. This past April, I went on an EF Tours trip with my school to London, Paris, and Madrid. What I didn't know was that we would witness actual history taking place right in front of our eyes. So we arrived in Paris the morning of April 15th via the Eurostar, which is a high-speed train for those of you who don't know, and it will take you from London to Paris. And it was definitely a really cool experience, so if anyone has the opportunity to use it, I would suggest using it. Um, We were all really tired from traveling, though, Um, but we were running perfectly on time, which was uh, just a miracle, and it was good because we really only had the 15th and 16th in France, and um, most of the 16th we were going to be spending in Versailles. So in other words, we really only had um, just a fraction of time within Paris, and which was such a pity because it, it, it was such a beautiful city and I definitely want to go back and spend more time there because I mean, not enough, there's not enough time in the world to be able to see just how beautiful Paris is. Um, however, that good luck with time that I was just mentioning, um, a little bit ago that quickly ran out when the man who was taking our luggage, um, to the hotel, he got stuck in traffic on the way to pick up our suitcases from the train station. So we had to, uh, stand in this alley for about an hour which completely pushed our schedule behind and because of this we had to really speed walk towards the Louvre um, which for those of you who don't know the Louvre is I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly I don't know French um, it's one of the most amazing art museums and it's home to the Mona Lisa which was amazing to visit for those of you who have never seen the Mona Lisa um, in person I suggest going to Paris immediately it was amazing very crowded but amazing um, Okay, let's get back to the actual story. Now, our plan was to have a speedy lunch under the Louvre and spend the rest of the afternoon exploring the museum. Um, Of course, things did not go exactly as planned. Um, Someone from our trip actually, um, she accidentally ate seafood, which was something she was very allergic to. And um, she had to have the medic show up. She was just a mess. We were all a mess. We were so worried for her. Um, however, we did spend the afternoon in the Louvre. Um, we were pretty, um, shaken up though. Our moods were dampened. Um, but we did have a good time. I got to see the Mona Lisa and it was just, it was amazing. After spending some time in the museum and after fighting our way to catch a glimpse of the Mona Lisa up close, our tour guide, Emma told us that we were heading to dinner and that we were going to visit Notre Dame afterwards. And, you know, we were all eating our dinner, having a good time, joking around, um, trying to gain some energy back when one girl's phone, actually, a notification popped up from BBC News saying that Notre Dame was on fire. And naturally, we were all absolutely floored. And we were the first, actually, to know in the restaurant because there were no televisions there and um, everyone's data was pretty spotty. So hers was, I guess that was like the only phone that really popped up with the notification. And so we decided to go tell our teachers. And at that point, everyone around us were kind of um, panicking. Uh, We were just, I think we were just a little in shock. I think it was just the shock of the day, the days long, and then just adding to all of the drama, uh, Notre Dame's on fire and, you know, where everyone's trying to get a hold of their parents so that they don't worry about us. And then we're also trying to access the news to see what exactly is happening, how, um, 
awful the fire is and if it was really that serious. And I was really the only person in our group to actually be able to get a hold of the news. I was on Twitter and BBC News. And so everyone around me was starting to kind of crowd around my phone so they could see what was happening. Um, and it was really, Notre Dame was not too far from where we were eating. It was um, not that far of a walk. So we were all just in shock. And so finally, we all gather outside after we eat. And Emma, our tour guide, she told us we were going to try and see what was happening across um, this little bridge. And it was then when she told us that actually if we had not run into conflicts with our schedule, like the luggage man being late and the girl going into... um, having an allergic reaction um we would have actually been inside notre dame when it started burning now let's talk about complete shock it really took us all a minute to digest what she was really saying and then we started walking towards the fire at that point um pretty much as soon as we got out of the alley we were in from the restaurant um we could see smoke in the air there was just a huge trail of smoke And some of the Red Berets, which are, um, I believe, members of the law enforcement over in France, um, they were actually rushing past us, which was kind of an amazing sight to see, you know. Um, It was terrifying, yet amazing to see. And we finally reached this bridge that will bring us over to the island, and we were told to stick together and walk fast. And pretty much as soon as we make it over the bridge, uh, the police closed that bridge to restrict uh, more access onto the island that Notre Dame's on. And at that point, we just we can see the two towers of Notre Dame and the smoke just pouring out into the sky and people were everywhere. And there were just a range of emotions being experienced all around us. Uh, I was getting texts from concerned friends and family members and I um, was trying to explain the situation, but I didn't really know how to explain it. And at that point, I get a call from a friend who was actually on the trip with us, which um, really confused me. So I pick up and, you know, I'm confused. I'm trying to listen. I can't really hear because just there's just so much commotion going on around us. Everyone's talking, everyone's shouting, everyone's just freaking out. And I'm finally able to hear that he he's trapped on the bridge and the French police were not letting him go. So let's add another disaster to the day. And so I have to tell the chaperones this information and, you know, his poor brother is starting to panic on the trip and everyone's starting to freak out because, oh my God, we left a kid behind. How do we leave a kid behind? Um, like, how did we lose someone and not realize it for, I think it was like 20 minutes at that point. He's just on the bridge. And, um, luckily the police let him cross the bridge after a few teachers went to the rescue, but the dramatics of the day were obviously far from over, uh, to get back to the hotel for the night. We actually had to walk, um, through more of the crowd and it was like, really heavy dense crowd that we had to get through um and it was really close to the cathedral um which was still burning at that point uh we had to get through there so we could get towards the bus and you know we're all scared at that point because we knew getting lost or singled out in the massive crowd was just asking for disaster so we were all holding on to each other and as we got closer to Notre Dame, emotion actually struck me at that moment. Uh, we were starting to realize um, that we were really experiencing history and that although we did not really have a huge connection to the cathedral ourselves, so many of the people around us did. And as I looked around trying to grab a few last pictures of the cathedral up close so I could show my family uh, and friends that were not on the trip with me, I, I could see people crying and praying and I could see people holding on to each other. And 
the emotions that I felt as a result of seeing this were nothing that I've really experienced before. Um, I'm not really sure how to even explain them now at this point. It's been like two months since it's happened. And um, it's just like, I, I guess maybe a sense of loss would be the best way to describe it. But it's like, it's not that quite extreme um, as loss, but it was certainly like losing someone just obviously not as intense as losing someone um yeah so we get to the hotel later that night and at that point we're just defeated exhausted and we're just wanting to find a bed because the day absolutely took a toll on us um I ended up calling my parents once I got in my hotel room to let them know um how I was doing what happened that I was safe and then I took a nice uh warm shower (laughs) before I passed out on the cot I was sleeping on that night um but before I passed out, I remember just thinking, wow, uh, what a story I have to tell um, to my friends and family when I get home. And one day, you know, my kids, I'm going to be able to tell my kids about the time I saw Notre Dame burning. Um, luckily, the fire was not as detrimental as it appeared that day. Uh, and it looks like Notre Dame's going to be able to be restored. But wow, what a story. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, um, my story about Notre Dame today. It was absolutely um, one of the most crazy and um, like reflection-inducing stories in my life. And it's definitely something that I'm going to carry with me um, for years to come. And I just, I mean, it's amazing. I'm going to try and find a way to share pictures because I took some pictures of um, the sky and of Notre Dame as we were walking um, because, I mean, I, I really knew that it was history that was really burning. And so I wanted to capture that. And um, yeah, I'm going to try and find a way so I can share these pictures. And yeah, I just want to say thank you again for listening. Have a nice day, everyone. Thank you.